It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. From the G Family Performance Center in Edmond, Oklahoma, welcome to another episode of the Locked On Thunder podcast bonus episode. My name is Eric G, and I am your gracious and humble co-host. Uh, very humble today, in fact. Uh, the reason this is a bonus episode, because last night, somehow, someway, I erased all 28 minutes of what was the Locked on Thunder podcast, and it happened so late at night that I finally just said, I have to go to bed instead of trying to dig through my computer and find it, thinking that it might be in a lost file, and thus you get a bonus episode today. And honestly, I don't think yesterday's episode was all that great. So hopefully today's will be a whole lot better. And coming up on today's episode, we'll talk about everything as going on with the Oklahoma City Thunder right now, which is a lot, a lot. We'll get to the Nerlens Noel situation. I'll give you my thoughts on that. We'll hear from Billy Donovan, what he saw. We'll hear from Steven Adams. We'll hear from Jeremy Grant. Then we'll delve into the whole Alex Sabrinas situation, which gets stranger by the day. And I will give you my opinion on why I think the Thunder need to start being transparent about what's going on with Alex Sabrinas and why, if I'm Alex Sabrinas, I would want to be transparent with that situation. And then we'll wrap things up, hearing maybe some of the most interesting stuff Billy Donovan has said during his time in Oklahoma City. And it was about his early coaching days with Rick Pitino. And you had Ryan Saunders, who won his first game with the Minnesota Timberwolves the other night. They celebrated with a Gatorade bath. Well-deserving. Hey, it's your first NBA win. You might as well celebrate with a Gatorade bath. But what did Billy Donovan go through when he was a coach? And what is different about what he is going through versus what other guys are going through and why I think Billy Donovan is going to be in this game for a long time, whether it's with the Oklahoma City Thunder, back in college, in the NBA, whatever the situation is. Just him telling this story gave me a sense that Billy Donovan truly appreciates where he is now. And sometimes I'm not sure we always do that. My name is Eric G. I work for 1340 The Game in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. I am a credentialed member of the media. I've been lucky enough to cover the Thunder for five and a half years. If you like what you hear, I would ask that you would subscribe to this podcast by going to Apple iTunes or Locked On Thunder or Locked On Podcast. Um, all our podcasts are archived at Locked On Thunder and at LockedOnPodcast.com. But it's very easy to get this podcast and my other podcast, Locked On Sooners, just by saying, hey, Google, play Locked On Sooners podcast or Alexa, play Locked On Sooners podcast. And then it's right there. We try and make things easy and convenient for you here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Nerland's Noel, it came out yesterday about one o'clock in the afternoon, maybe a little bit later, that he is in the concussion protocol. Not a big shock there. After you saw his head hit the floor the other night against the Minnesota Timberwolves. And this is something that I have only seen in hockey. I have only seen 
this type of injury in hockey, never in basketball, where a guy hits the floor, I guess in hockey, the case is you hit the ice, and then your head bounces. And it looked like Nerlens Noel's head bounced twice. And during that time in the arena, if you were watching on TV, I don't know what you got the sense of. And if you were in the arena, then you certainly know what I'm talking about. But it was quiet to an extent. It was tense. But there were some noises going on, some people yelling at just random times, almost to break up the monotony of the situation, which was really weird considering considering here was a guy that was knocked unconscious. And the reason I know he was knocked unconscious because where I sit up in the press box, we have televisions that can help us see a little bit better, which is one of one of my perks. Um, if you're sitting in Loud City, then you've got to kind of watch on your, your smartphone for this. But looking on the TV monitor, you could tell, oh, and that's such a big word, looking on the television, you could tell that Nerlens Noel was unconscious, his eyes were closed, he wasn't moving, and where we were sitting, I actually, being up that high, one of the few times I have a a better vantage point than even somebody like Billy Donovan, because as you will hear here, Billy Donovan couldn't see what was going on and didn't know what was happening to Nerlens Noel when he was laying on the floor. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't know that. I just know that our medical staff ran out there. There were so many people around him, I couldn't see whether or not his eyes were open or not. But obviously, it was a, you know, when he went down, I saw, saw him go down. And then um, I think some of the players waved the medical over. And by the time I got off the bench, there were so many people around him, I just kind of gave the doctor space to, to do what they were doing. Um, so I didn't really get you know, close enough to, to see you know, what kind of state he was in. Which, in some sense, I would imagine would be scarier than even maybe if you were sitting, I'm trying to think where the peak was, that would be the, what, north side of the peak that, that we sit on. If you're sitting on the north side of the peak and not the south side, or you're sitting in a vantage point where you see what happens, yeah, it's frightening. And it freaks you out in that moment. But being Billy, just put yourself in Billy Donovan's shoes for a second. You don't know what's going on. You just know that one of your players is hurt. You see your medical staff rush out there with a stretcher and they're having to lift his legs to carry him off the court and put him on the stretcher to wheel to wheel him off. That's got to be a level of panic that, that most of us have never experienced. The only thing that I can really compare it to is being a parent and you getting a call from daycare or school saying that your kid is hurt. You're not there. You're off at work. You don't know what happened. And now... Everything imaginable is going through your mind. And usually it's far worse than you can imagine, but probably not in this particular case was it really far worse than you can imagine. As far as it being dirty, I didn't think I didn't think Wiggins, I didn't think Andrew Wiggins was being dirty at, the, at that point. I didn't think that there was anything malicious about the elbow. It felt like wrong place, wrong time. There was some insult to injury literally. Uh, because of this, because Nerlens Noel still got called for a foul. Um, I okay, rules are rules, and <laughs> you got to go by the rules. But if I'm the ref, after seeing a guy laying there on the floor, I would have wiped off. I would have wiped off the foul. There's no way I could have called the foul after that. But I guess you can't take it away. And is as far as his recovery time goes, the Thunder don't give a recovery time. The NBA doesn't give a recovery time because everybody progresses differently 
in the concussion protocol. And just that moment alone, going in the locker room, you could tell it wasn't a somber locker room after the loss to Minnesota. It was a... Disappointed is not the right word, but it wasn't somber. Somewhere in between is what the Thunder locker room was at that time. Guys weren't really saying much. They think you've just lost back-to-back games. You're concerned about one of your players, and you're also thinking, how are you going to get back on track? So it was this weird amalgamation. And while I may not feel what Andrew Wiggins did was dirty, Stephen Adams certainly didn't agree with me. Stephen, I uh, can't imagine what it's like to be out there and watch Neuralings go down like that. Just uh, how do you, What were you feeling and thinking in that moment, and, and how did you continue on? What I Regardless, it was just a, of what I was feeling. It's just a really shit play. It's unfortunate that it happened. You know, obviously, Wiggins don't need to do any of that. That should be said. Uh, shouldn't be taking any blame for that whatsoever. It's just one of those crazy plays uh, that happen. You know, uh, unfortunately, they responded quite quickly. Medical staff and whatnot. So it was really good. I felt like he was in the best hands and at the time. That's good. What was the key to the comeback down the stretch? I think you were down nine and were able to, to make it close there at the end and, and give yourselves a chance. Uh, what was the keys? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's just sort of, obviously, in a nutshell, it was just get stops and score, basically. But I mean, there was no real focus apart from just trying to contain uh, Wiggins as best as we could. Um, played around with forcing him to his left hand instead of his right hand driving. And because he found a couple dudes wide open, you know. Uh, on his drives, that is, uh, that's probably the only minor detail. Other than that, man, it was just our normal trying to rely on the system. Both ends. Anything you noticed about the long rebounds that they were able to get and then uh, the number of times they had to go to the free throw line? Uh, what happened on the... Yeah, yeah, just any reasons why you, you feel like they were able to get so many long rebounds and also why they were able to go to the free throw line so many times. Oh, shit. Um, mate, there's... I, mean, I need to look at film, but obviously it comes down to a box out. But then again, mate, you could box someone out, and you, could, you just get an unfortunate bounce. You, know, you could box out as best as you can, you just get an unfortunate bounce. You know, it ends up going someone's way. You know, so maybe a bit of that, but then maybe also just a bit of uh, trying to block onto the next moment of the play, if that makes sense. So I've oh, shots up, now it's time to get my, my, my man out, look out for open long rebounds or whatever. But it's always a weird one. Yeah, you know, it's a weird one. Just to lighten the mood a little bit, because we've talked about such a heavy subject here for the first few minutes of this podcast, I really honestly think Stephen Adams is trying to get out of his media sessions now. You, he doesn't want to do them anymore. He used to be the guy that was front and center with the mic. Everybody wanted to talk to Stephen Adams. Either being around Russell Westbrook or just getting tired of the song and dance... Steven Adams doesn't want to do it anymore. So one, he's more curmudgeon He's not giving you as, as good of answers as he used to give you. But now he's, he's always throwing a four-letter word in there. And I have to think that that's by design where Steven Adams, one, probably uses those words. But two, it's more like, hey, if I use this and people are, are afraid that I'm going to use it, then they won't. I won't have to do any more interviews. I, I can completely get out of that. It's not that easy. You still have to be made available to the media. And I, I think just 
Steven Adams um, savant, I don't know if if that is the right word to use in this situation, but it's almost like he's building up a following and becoming this cult hero without even knowing he's becoming this cult hero by doing things like he did there. Jeremy Grant, um, also very introspective on Monday night. Was it Monday? What is we on? We're on Thursday, Tuesday night. Oh my God. Ah, see, now you know why I raced the show the other night. Jeremy Grant also introspective about Nerland's Noel and what's going on with the Thunder. Far, what are you feeling, and, and how do you deal with seeing him down like that? Uh, definitely tough. Uh, said a couple of prayers for him. Just try to go check on him if I can. We talked. You and I talked this morning about those long rebounds and how they can be elusive. What were you seeing tonight as to why they were able to kind of break free and get some of those? Yeah, toward the, end, toward the end of the game, it was a lot of long rebounds. Uh, yeah, we should have got them. They went to the free throw line 40 times tonight. Do you see any common threads as to how those fouls were, were uh, racking up? Uh, rather not speak on that. Anybody else? Do you guys feel like you're in a slump, Jeremy, when I mean, you came back from Portland having played so well now, two straight sort of dead games? No, we're fine. Uh, we get together. Else? To be a homer, but I'm not that worried about Jeremy Grant, one of the members of the media, a guy that I really, really, truly respect. I, I won't say his name here because I, I, I disagree with what he had to say. But maybe the guy I respect the most in Oklahoma City media, which is saying a lot, man, because there is a huge list there. Starting with Al, Ash, Al Ashback and, and Jim Traber, guys that were very uh, instrumental in my career. Starting with those two guys at the top, um, but um, this particular guy said that the Thunder are a bad home team. He said they're a good road team, but they're a bad home team. And I looked at the Thunder's home and road record, and they're pretty much the same. And the Thunder's road record, while it's not as good as Denver's and not as good as Dallas's, it's still better than a lot of other teams in the West. The home record is. Um, I should say, if I if I said road, I'm, I'm sorry about that. But the home record is right there with with Golden State. And while it may not exactly be dominant, there's only six loss. The Thunder are about right where they should be. And I do agree with Jeremy Grant that the Thunder are going to be okay. They're just going through a weird period right now. And you do in the NBA, every team goes through a few weird weird periods during um, the season. But I think the Thunder will be fine. And tonight against San Antonio, maybe they get they'll get an opportunity to right the ship and beat a team they usually get fired up for. And I really wasn't surprised that Minnesota played with a lot of emotion. I think I was more surprised that they were able to play with a lot of emotion for the entire 40 minutes. I eventually expected the adrenaline to wear off and the Thunder to overtake that game. And when Noel got hurt, I thought the Thunder would take over. And that just never happened. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. No matter how long you do things in sports... There is always something that takes you by surprise. And this Alex Sabrinas thing is one. I'll tell you why next here on LOT. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner. And Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
We have a couple of episodes of Locked On Sooners that are available too. Just go to your smart speaker and say, hey, Google, play Locked On Sooners podcast or Alexa, play Locked On Sooners podcast. You can also play Locked On Patriots, which would be really good to listen to this week. Locked On Chargers, that would be good to listen to. Locked On Cowboys, Locked On Rams, Locked On Saints. Uh, Who am I missing? Oh, Locked On Chiefs. And I would imagine here in Oklahoma, there'd be a lot of Locked On Chiefs fans and Locked On Cowboy fans, but they're all part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every single day. If I'm Alex Sabrinas right now, just in this moment, if I'm Alex Sabrinas, I am telling Matt Tumbleson and everybody else at the Thunder, please tell the people what's going on, because right now, all you're doing is is building speculation. That's that's what you're doing right now. You are causing people like me and other members of the media to just kind of bandy about. It's like, what could possibly be going on with this guy? And when you have no information, um, you can jump to all sorts of conclusions. The fans can jump to, to all sorts of conclusions about what's going on. Now, to the fans' credit, Most of the tweets that I see about Alex Sabrinas, and I think this separates the Oklahoma City fan base from a lot of other fan bases in the NBA, is that there's genuine concern for this guy. And there's genuine concern that there's something really wrong with Alex Sabrinas, and the fans just want to see him get back on the court and play, and they want to make sure he's okay, and nothing about that is fake. This is is the most genuine fan base that you're going to find in the NBA, and we talk about that Oklahoma standard that Oklahoma hospitality, it's on full display right now with the Thunder fans. What makes this situation so ultimately strange is that there were a lot of us, a lot of us who assumed that Alex Sabrinas was not with the team, that he was on some sort of leave of absence. As it turns out, he just didn't make a road trip, but he's been around the team and he was back at the practice facility on Tuesday, but maybe he hasn't necessarily been practicing with the team. Ah, hell, I'm just going to let Billy Donovan explain it. He's never been not with the team. Obviously, he didn't come on the road trip, but you know, he's around in the building and around us when we're, when we're back in town. Unless this is a situation where it's something embarrassing, meaning that you're not getting along with Russell Westbrook. You and Russell Westbrook had a tiff or you had a fight in the locker room with somebody else on this team and you got hurt or they got hurt or it mentally fractured you and and you're going through counseling to, to try and get over it or, or there's something going on with your shot and, and you're you're going to a sports psychologist to get to get that right. I think you've got to tell. Um, and when I th- there are other I guess there are health concerns that can be embarrassing, but we're in a day and age where nothing health wise, I think it's going to, you know, bring on as many jokes as what it used to be. And the last thing I want to think is what I was jumping to the other night. is like, okay, so Alex Sabrinas is with the team, but he's not playing in the games for personal reasons. That, honestly, I will t- I'll just tell you where my mind is going on this, okay? It's unfair. So please don't think that I think that that this is the ultimate opinion. And I really will tell you that this is unfair. But it's like, my first thought was, okay, so he's out for personal reasons. He's been struggling shooting-wise this year. The main reason he was here was because he was supposed to be a shooter and a 3 and D guy. And he's worked on his defense so much 
that it's been to the detriment of a shooting and now he's just psychologically trying to work that out. That is what I thought. That is the personal reason that I came to because it's it, it, it all centers around basketball. I have no idea. Usually when it's a personal reason, death in the family and you need to go be there or somebody's sick in the family and you're gone from the team, if it's a rehab situation and let's just say substance rehab, usually you're you're in those facilities for a while. I guess there is outpatient rehab. Um, but even if that was something I was struggling with, that I'm Alex Sabrinas, I'm going to go ahead and let people know because maybe my story can help somebody. Whatever it is, he's going to tell us in his time or the Thunder are going to tell us in this time, but the longer it lingers, the more people get concerned and the more people start jumping to conclusions that we shouldn't be jumping jumping to. And I just gave you a few examples of those. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. We will finish things up hearing from Billy Donovan as he talks about his early days with Rick Pitino. Fascinating stuff. You're not going to want to miss it. So stick around right here on the Locked on Podcast Network. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is the Locked On Thunder Podcast. Locked On Sooners is available via the Locked On Podcast Network and LockedOnPodcast.com. On your smart speaker, say, Alexa, play Locked On Sooners Podcast, or hey, Google, play Locked On Sooners Podcast, and it's right there at your fingertips, in your ear. Actually, if you're talking, I guess it's not at your fingertips. It's right there at your voice. Ah, It's very cool, though. We have a smart speaker. Every once in a while, I use it to play some of the other Locked On podcasts. Locked On Hawks, really good. Uh, Locked On Mavericks is a very good podcast, if you haven't checked that out, but uh, we've got a bunch of them here covering all the NBA, MLB, NFL teams, and we've started college as well. Congratulations to Ryan Saunders. It may hurt the Thunder now 0-2 to the Minnesota Timberwolves this year, but Ryan Saunders gets his first win as a head coach in the NBA, and he got it at 32 years old, which makes me feel like a loser because at 32, I was nowhere near where I wanted to be in my career. So the fact that this guy is an NBA coach certainly makes me very envious of him. Billy Donovan was asked, can you imagine being a head coach at 32? And he said he didn't even remember what he was doing at 32. I kind of remember 32. That's 14 freaking years ago. Oh my God, I am so old. Okay, never mind. Enough of the pity party. But Billy Donovan was pretty fascinating um, because he talked about his early days working with Rick Pitino paying his dues, coming up through the ranks. And here's what, here's how Billy Donovan described his early days of coaching. You know, it's hard for me to compare the situations. I worked for, you know, Coach Patino and obviously played for him. And, um, you know, so I was 28 when I was a head coach. Um, but I really felt like, you know, looking back on it, he really did an incredible job preparing assistant coaches for head coaching jobs. So there really wasn't anything that I did not have a chance to be a part of, that he didn't expose me to, um, you know, at a very young age. I mean, I had to do everything. 
and he forced you to do everything. And it wasn't just me, it was just all of his assistants. He thrusted you into these situations. So I never, I felt like the adjustment for me was, was okay. It wasn't like a, a situation where I think a lot of times for assistant coaches, you know, the head coach does all the coaching, all the teaching, all the preparation. And kind of as an assistant, you just don't do anything. You know, that was not the case. You know, we, we were, you know, I was heavily involved in practice. There's times I had to run practice. You know, he was a lot of times on the road recruiting and I would run, run, run practices, um, you know, I would do his radio show. I mean, I'd have to go recruiting. Um, I would be in charge of scouting. Um, he would put me in situations, you know, on timeouts to come up with different things, changing defenses. So, like, you were always exposed to those things going through because that's the things you're exposed to as a head coach. And I feel blessed and fortunate that because I worked for him, you know, I know a lot of other assistant coaches I get the opportunity to talk to, you know, especially in college, they just don't get a chance really to coach. You know, their job's just to recruit, and they just go recruit. And I think when they get a head coaching job or that opportunity, it's so foreign for them. And that really was never the case for me, and I was really fortunate from that standpoint. One of the reasons Billy Donovan will be in this business for a long time is because he appreciates the work that it took to get here. And, and not only does he appreciate it, but he understands what it takes to stay on top. I'm not sure I understood that part of my career. I understood what it took to get certain places. And if I didn't, I would go back and just do it over and over and over again until somebody eventually told me I was getting it right. But it's that staying on top part, which is very hard to do. And Billy Donovan's been able to conquer that, winning a couple of national championships and now being a successful coach in the NBA. Even if he's not as appreciated by Thunder fans as I think he should be, He's still a very, very successful coach in this league. Coming up later today on Locked on Thunder, or possibly tomorrow or the next day, depending on whether or not I erase stuff. No, coming up later today on Locked on Thunder, we'll talk a little bit more about San Antonio. Tim Duncan had some interesting things to say about his career in San Antonio. Maybe some of the mystique of the Spurs is starting to fall away as past players talk, as current players talk. And maybe it's not all that it's cracked up to be down in SA. We'll get to that, plus the latest with the Thunder, all right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Until then, may God bless you and your family. Be excellent to each other. Everybody love everybody. And peace, love, and thunder up. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.